it's good to be together again on this, uh, our eighth session in the Proverbs. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a, a sheet in front of them, because uh, so we're going to get into it tonight. Let me, let me pray for us, ask the Lord to be with us. Our Lord in heaven, we do thank you uh, that you, uh, you have given us this book, the book of Proverbs, that gives us wisdom, uh, that has uh, been observed by uh, those you have uh, given insight to. And I do pray, Lord, that uh, we might live in light of what this wisdom says. We pray, Lord, that as, as young people, we might grow to, to be wise in all aspects of our lives, to recognize uh, that to live in an unwise way is to disregard you and your law. Uh, we pray, Lord, for your mercy in Christ. Amen. All right, so I'm going to make you guys work today quite a bit, actually. So I'm surprised there's so little of us. I was expecting a lot more. Did, did all the loads, are all the loads in or are still waiting for a load? This, this is all the loads? Okay. Okay, that's fine. It means we'll, we'll, we'll achieve things quicker. I want you tonight, tonight we're going to discuss words. Okay, words, our speech, the way we speak, how we speak, what we say. Do you see this list behind the page? See this list in the, in the back there? That is, that is all the verses that I could find, and there's more. I left some. It's all the verses regarding our speech. So speech is a massive theme in the book of Proverbs. What you do with your mouth says a lot about what's going on in your heart, yeah? Uh, speech does, the way you speak, how you speak, says a lot about how close you are to the heart of God, how close you are to the mind of God, thinking like God does, and how close you are to mastering yourself. If, you, if your speech runs rampant, it means that you have not mastered yourself, you, have, you don't have what the Bible calls discipline, self-control. And the more ill-disciplined you are with your mouth, uh, the more it shows that you need to work on that. The wisest person in the room, we could say this, the wisest person in the room is the one who's the most situation. The wisest person in the room is the one who can control themselves with little irritations. Okay? Not just in happy times when we all come to church, you know, and we're like this, yes, brother, amen, brother. Okay. Not in those times, but in just normal life's irritations. Just this day. Imagine the things that irritated you throughout the day today. Imagine the morning, the afternoon, throughout as you moved and you interacted with whoever you interacted with. Whenever you interacted with them, regardless of whether you had eaten or had your coffee or not, okay, the more you, you, your speech runs away with you and you say whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it, the more you speak whatever, the more it shows that you are very far from mastering yourself and from having the, 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 the wisdom seated in your heart. So what I'm here to, what I want us to consider this evening is our speech. And I want us to work hard. So there's a lot that you're going to do this evening. But I want you to, I want you to work hard in trying to, to figure this issue out. Uh, because you and I know that words destroy, yeah? Okay? 
How, how many people have lost trust of someone because of what the person said? How many relationships have you hurt? You yourself, have you hurt? Or you've messed up certain relationships that you have because of what you said? You know the phrase, you know, you can, you can say a word to someone and you can ask for forgiveness, but the damage is done. You, you, you feel me? Like you can ask for forgiveness and the person will forgive you, but that damage is done because now the person knows that you think that about them. The person knows that you, you, you feel that way. And then you can say, no, I didn't mean it, but no, you did mean it. You did actually mean it. When you say, I didn't mean it, that's actually what you meant because that's when you were free reign saying whatever is in your heart when you should have shut it up. Okay? So this is an important subject. I, I, I have this here because I want you to see how many verses there are talking about speech in the Proverbs. And if we were to put Ecclesiastes on it as well, you'd see that it's a lot more. It's actually quite a lot more than this. There's a lot that can be said about our words. Um, other than fear of the Lord and wisdom itself, words is the biggest theme. Speech is the biggest theme in the book of Proverbs. Okay, We've already discussed the fear of the Lord. We've already discussed wisdom itself. This, this is now the, 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 the last big frontier. There are big three in the book of Proverbs. And this is the third biggest one. Your words, your speech. And friends... I just want to, before you start working on this, I really just want to encourage you, like, you have to come at this ready to change. You, you with me? Who here says, who here thinks their word game, their speech life is perfect? Let me see. Who here feels like that whenever they speak a word, it is exactly appropriate? Uh, who, who here feels that when, when you speak, it is measured that you are unashamed of what you say, you can, it can be broadcast to anyone? See, we're all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all striving for this. We're not there. And so the primary thing is you must come at this ready to change. And when these Proverbs speak, the thing about the Proverbs is this. The, the, the profundity of the Proverbs is not in their complication, but in their simplicity. The Proverbs, they're so simple. Even a child can understand them. But it's incisive. It's so simple. We want to complicate it because we say, it can't mean what it says. Because it's so clear. No, no, there must be other systematic theology they must do. And this evening, I want to confront you with what the Proverbs say simply. And I want you to know that you sin a lot more than you actually think you do when it comes to your words. You'll see when you dig into this. For example, Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, a harsh word stirs up anger, but a soft answer turns away wrath. Immediately, we know that if somebody does something to rile me up, if I'm thinking like Jesus Christ, I'm up, if I'm at the wisest I can be, I'm going to give back a soft answer. But what do you and I do most of the time? Retaliate. And that's just one, one of the clear ones. You'll see just now as you dig in, it's a lot more. So what I'm saying is that as we come to thinking about our words. Stop thinking about friends and other people. This other person needs this. Oh, I wish, why isn't this? Why isn't so and so here? Oh, let's get there.
This is, a, this is, this is hard change. I can gather a, a, a room, a room full of a thousand of the holiest Christian people and all of them would need to listen to this and change. What are you? Okay. I can gather the, the, the holiest, think of the holiest Christians. They would all need to hear this, which means you yourself need to hear it, okay? Okay, so this is what I want you to do. Let's, you're going to break up into these five groups. And I, there's this list. I want you with Bible open in your groups. This is going to take some time, so I'm going to give you more time than normal. Um, I want you to go through all of these. And I want you to class them. Okay? So the first group, your interest is to finding verses. Group A, your interest, when you look at this list, you open up, open up Bible up. Your interest is to find Proverbs that deal with keeping your mouth shut. That's your job. You want to you wanna find, you want to look, so you're going to maybe have like two or three in the group trying to find these verses and going through the list. And then group B is going to be looking for uh, proverbs that speak about speaking the right thing at the, at the appropriate time. So appropriate speech. Saying the right thing at the right time. And then so on and so forth. Group C, you're going to be looking about, you're going to look at controlled speech, speaking something from from a place of control rather than from passion. Slander and gossip, group D, you're going to look for those verses from this list. Uh, sorry, there's two group Ds. That's a mistake. Oh, wow. This, yeah, that was a mistake. It's supposed to be group D. There's group righteous and wicked speech. So righteous and wicked speech, you're going to be doing that. And the final group, uh, you're going to be looking for speech that is wise and foolish. Now, at some point, maybe some of yours will overlap, but uh, I, I have a list here, and I have a, I have a, a list that I'll, uh, maybe I might email, I can send it to you on WhatsApp, that has uh, divisions that I've divided it into, so that you can have a memorandum for later. All right, friends. Uh... Um, I want to start with Proverbs 10, verses 20 to 21. Look at what it says here, what uh, Solomon says here. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. The picture that is being painted here, particularly in verse 20, is that a righteous man's tongue is a rare commodity. You understand this? A righteous person's tongue, a person who is truly righteous and walking with the Lord, their tongue is, is, of, is, is a choice. It's a, it's a rare thing. It's rare like, a, rare like a diamond, rare like whatever it is, rare like a, like a billionaire. It's something that you don't find all the time. Uh, that's what the tongue of the righteous is. 
And notice how he switches it. He says, the heart of the wicked is of little worth. He's, why he's, He just switched. He was talking about the tongue, but now in the parallelism here, he's talking about the heart. And the reason for that is because, like we've said earlier, what comes out of, the, what, what comes out of our tongues reflects what's in our hearts. When we're talking about what you speak and what you type, when we speak, Spoken about what you speak, that's reflective of what's going on in your heart. So this is why this is such an important conversation for us to have together as we listen to what Solomon says about words. Uh, okay, so let's, let's begin here. I'd like to begin with, uh, let's start with group A. Verses about keeping your mouth shut. Could you just uh, come to the... Just, is it, is, Kai, is that, just, just this one, just this one, okay. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Joseph. Hello. Hi. So, Hi. so give us, what are your references? A... So we'll be talking about verses about keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. So we have seven so far. You have seven? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Joseph. So just give me, uh, give me your first one. What's your first one? 13 verse 3. Sorry? 13 verse 3. Chapter 13 verse 3. Let's go there. Okay. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. What did you guys say was the, was the thing that was being, uh, the, the behavior that was being condemned? So the behavior condemned was opening your mouth wide and speaking rashly without sense that will bring to ruin. Okay. Mm. You, you, you guys have added stuff, right? Because yeah, yeah, what does he say? Other versions were speaking about opening, speaking wide and speaking rashly. Yeah, yeah, but, but hold on. You're going too far. He says, mm. he whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, yeah? Mm. But he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. What's the problem here? Open. <laughs> Chattering. Do, chat, do you see the problem? Right? Whoever guards his mouth, the one who guards his mouth, his mouth is quiet. His mouth is controlled. His mouth is underneath. He never just speaks without thinking. This person's mouth is shut up most of the time. But the one who just opens wide his lips, look at what will happen to him. He comes to ruin. How often have you gotten in trouble because of your mouth? <laughs> okay? Isn't this just like so true to life? Just open your mouth. You could have just guarded it. Okay, next one. So the next one is uh, 1728. Chapter 17, verse 28. Do you want to read it for us? Yeah. It says, Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent discerning when he seals his lips. So, Even a fool, but I'm just going to read in the yeah. ESV here because I think most people here have ESV. 
Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Okay? Are you guys hearing this? Are you seeing this in your version? What does your version say? Even a buffoon, a dum-dum, okay, is considered, if he closes his mouth, all he has to do, volume long, just shut up. <laughs> all you have to do is just close your mouth and you all, all of a sudden you look wise. You know, when I am, when I'm, uh, when I'm uh, driving by a traffic stop, you know, I've noticed I have not been stopped, I think, in years. And I'm convinced it's the glasses. <laughs> I'm convinced. Literally, I remember the last time I was stopped at a traffic stop. I think it was, it must have been about five years ago. I mean, I was so single. It was a long time ago. It was, there wasn't even anybody. It was so long time ago. And I'm pretty sure it's the glasses. Sometimes it's just, just one piece of external puts you in a different category. What this is saying is that if your mouth is closed, the foolishness that's in you is not seen. You see this? Huh? What did you guys say about this? What, what is, the, what is the, the behavior that is condemned and why is it condemned? So uh, the behavior condemned, we took it from the inverse of what it says. So we said a foolish one is considered wise and they're silent. They seem sensible and quiet. So it means... When you are not silent, you're gonna look like you lack you lack wisdom and understanding of the of the matters at hand. Yeah. Like, so you you're close to it. The issue here is this: is that you see this person. What is this person called? A fool. You see this? So there's no question about who this person is. We know who this person is. That is, that is a, a subject here. This person is a, a fool. Okay. Think of the most fool person ever. Like a, a real categoric fool. You know who I think about each time I say that? Richard Dawkins. Like that's the person I think of. He's a categoric class A fool. And whenever I think about him, he's speaking in that fast accent. I'm sorry, British people. But speaking in that fast British accent, hey, God, God, this, God, that. He's a fool. That's what the, because that's what the Bible calls him, right? He says there's no God. What does the Bible say that in Psalm 14? It's a fool. He's a fool because he's always talking. He thinks he knows things. But if Richard Dawkins would just keep his mouth closed, he would look like an older man who's wise that we can trust if he just closed his mouth. But because he opens his mouth, now all of us here know that older man whom we should be going to for wisdom is actually a fool, so stay away from him. You see? That's an illustration. Bring that to you. If we, if we have a continuum, here's a, here's a continuum. A fool over here, Richard Dawkins. And then you have everything all the way up until here, the Lord Jesus Christ, wisdom. And you are somewhere on this, okay? Some of you closer to this than you are this side. But okay, we can work with it, okay? Okay, I'm saying it myself. We're, so, we're sometimes, especially on some days, right? Some days we're much closer to this. Then we are to the Lord Jesus, okay? Especially when we're hot and bothered, okay? So regardless of where you are and regardless of the feeling on the day, it is always safe to just keep silent. It is better 
to calm down, close the mouth and say, I'm not going to say a word. And, and notice what I'm saying. I'm not saying give people the silent treatment. Do you notice what I just said? I'm saying you are trying to protect yourself from saying foolishness. You see this? It is much better sometimes. This, you, would, you would have a lot less damage. This is, what, this is what it's saying. A fool, if he keeps his mouth closed, he looks intelligent. Even you, if you want to make a good impression, keep quiet. Okay? Sometimes the problem is that you want to make a good impression by talking. <laughs> and then it doesn't go right. It doesn't go so well. Okay? Keep quiet. It's better. It's much better. The, there's no false equivalence here, friends. It is much better in the, in the Proverbs, in wisdom literature, to be quiet than to be talking. The woman folly is what? Loud. We saw this, right? That's what the woman folly is. And the woman wisdom? Quiet-spirited. We saw this a number of weeks ago. The woman folly just wants to yap, 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 yap. The woman wisdom? She calls out, but she calls out in a measured way. Whereas this one is described as loud. Always talking, always proffering an opinion. There's, don't, don't think it's a personality thing. No, it's a wisdom thing. Okay? Talking too much is unwise and will lead you a lot to sin. And we'll see that in a moment. Talking too much will get you in trouble. If you're just quiet, reserved, thoughtful, speaking, once you've controlled and thought through what you're saying, you're going to be much better off. This is what the Proverbs teach. You with me? Yeah? Keep going. So the next one we have is Proverbs 21, 23. Sorry, say that again? 21, 23. Proverbs 21, 23. <clears throat> it's, it's saying, Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Yeah. Did you guys say something about this one? So we said, those who guard their tongue and keep themselves from calamity. So the, the encouraged bit is, keep, is, is, is guarding your tongue and not, uh, basically not speaking in times of trouble. And well, yeah, so you, you're right. It's, 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 you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's choosing the right times to speak. Because the, the, fra the word here, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. This is all about control rather than keeping, necessarily keeping quiet. It's about control. So am I keeping my tongue? Think, think of the, the word keep here as the word tend. You know how we, when you have a garden, what happens if you leave a garden alone? It's going to have weeds. Yeah? So if you, leave a, if, you don't, if you don't keep your garden, if you just leave it the way it is, it's going to have weeds, it's going to be all kinds of things, it's no longer going to look like a good garden. That's what it's saying. If you tend to your mouth, make sure that you are watching, you are always working to clean out, you are always working to improve your speech. This is not necessarily saying don't talk, but it's saying improve, advance, get better, clean it up. Don't be the same yappy yappy that you were five years ago. And don't say the same foolish things that you said five years ago. Let the work of the Holy Spirit work in you such that you are, you are advancing in your mouth. When Now when I speak to you, 
It is just so much more life-giving, so much more controlled, so much wiser than it was when I spoke to you five years ago. You, you see the difference? This is what he's saying. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue, who does the work of tending, of keeping it, of looking after it, nourishing it in the right way. And friend, this is extremely important. This particular one here is important because, see, we're all, if we are in the Lord Jesus Christ, that man has done the heavy lifting for us. He has brought us in. And he, he says, he gives us his grace to advance us now. All we are now is a work in advancing forward to being more like him. This is the sanctifying part. This is the sanctifying work. There's two things you can do. You can choose to disengage or to engage forward. Let me, let me illustrate what I mean. You know those times in your life when you mess up, especially usually around your speech, but let's say you mess up with your group of friends and you feel bad about it. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then you have a temptation to not what? To not, to not be with them anymore. To maybe avoid them. The next time they have a hangout, I'm going to go there, I'm going to talk. You, choose to, you just choose to stay away. I'm just not going to go there because, you know, around my friends I get like this, I get bad, so I'm just, I'm just going to not engage. While in some cases that could be a wise thing to do, certain, depends on the situation, that could be a wise to do, thing to do. The goal, the actual goal that you want to get to is to be able to go there in that situation and instead of the situation changing you, you are now advanced to such a degree that the situation will not change you, you will affect the situation to be more godly. So sometimes we say stay away from your ungodly friends and that's wise on, your, on certain situations and certain occasions. So don't hear me saying that's never wise. It's certainly wise and for some of you that might be what you need to do for a time. But, there is, but the goal is to be able to go to them like the Messiah did, be around them and affect them with your holiness. Do you see the difference? Because usually there's, there's, a, there's a known psychological thing. When I'm with certain people, I act a certain way. It's just a standard. It's, it's just known. Socially, we're just like that. When I'm, when I'm with my friends from high school, I revert into the high school me. And I'm like, I haven't spoken like that in forever. That's generally what, what we're like. We want to advance now, such that this wise, older, godlier person that I am now can go in there and be unaffected by the surroundings. That's the work of keeping your, your tongue. And in one sense, you never really know if you've, if you've advanced, if you don't go into those situations. You never really know how much more advanced are you in keeping your tongue. In, in self-control, and it might need just prayer and thoughtfulness. Anyone want to interact with that? It's a very important point. No interaction? Go. Uh, the next one is uh, 11 verse 13. 11 verse 13. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 11 verse 13. It says, Whoever goes about slandering reveals secret, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. Mm. So basically other versions, they say, if, um, basically say, a gossiper, a person who goes around gossiping reveals secret. Things, these things that are meant to be silent. Mm. But then a faithful and trustworthy person keeps a matter hidden and doesn't bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody has trusted you with something, mm. 
just keep quiet with it, yeah? Like, you don't have to be... Because you wonder, why do we sometimes reveal people's secrets like that? Like, what's the goal? What are we trying to tickle in ourselves when we say, hey, you know, you know, when we reveal secrets? But it says here, a person of understanding remains silent. Here I am in a situation where I could add something to this conversation about this person that you don't know, but because I'm a person of understanding, I'm going to hold that back. I'm not going to add that because I understand that what, what I'm tempted to do is destructive and evil. You see this? Keep going. So the next oh, one is... oh, so Clay? You're sitting there. So, yeah. So if you're there and there's, and there's somebody sitting next to you and they're starting to reveal secrets and you, sh you see, I shouldn't know this, I shouldn't be hearing this, what should you do? Tell them that. Because there is a sin of a participating in gossip and slander. So one easy thing, when somebody comes and starts complaining about Benji... Have you seen Benji's new way of dress and, and, and dressing? He's, he's trying to be too cool. You just, then what you just need to say, what you just need to say is, have you spoken to Benji about it? It's a simple thing. Hey, have you? It doesn't seem like something that really involves me. Have you spoken to Benji about it? Have you, have you, have you, have you challenged him on that? Simple question. Have, have you challenged him? Oh, you have issues with... Have you challenged him because you, you're involving me as a third party, but it seems like we have an issue with him. It, it, it appears that you just need to go and talk to him. Simple question. And that will switch it off. If the person persists, you, you, then you start, you, you, you raise the seriousness of the conviction in your voice. No, listen, I don't want to participate in the sin. I'm going to leave you right now. Because you, you clearly want to gossip or slander somebody else. Yeah? There's, cert there's certainly times. Yeah, there's, there's certain wisdom times. You, you want to be very careful here. There's certain times where something must be uh, revealed in a particular way, perhaps to help, perhaps to train, perhaps to warn. Especially when it comes to training and warning, we find that the Lord Jesus, have you noticed how the Lord Jesus in his, um, in his, um, in his training of his disciples, he always comes in, and says, uh, what's actually going on with these people is this. So he's revealing the secrets of their hearts. What's actually happening with these people is this. I want you to watch away from it. Here's the situation with this. So it's, you, 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 it's, you have to watch. You have to be very, if, if in doubt, don't do it. Okay? But certainly there are times where it might be wise. Like if somebody has sinned and they were having a private conversation with me, I have to now bring it to the church, for example. To explain that and I have to maybe say some information around that to try and get the church to understand why the situation needs to be dealt with this way 
while at the same time not entirely revealing everything unnecessary, not unnecessarily. You understand? As far as possible with the brother's consent. Yeah, 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 100%. With the person's consent, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 you understand but those are like really rare very rare. So even in what we're talking about here is very rare. The general rule is that you do not reveal things that people don't need to hear. Okay? That's the that's the general rule. Okay? Let's take another one. The second last one is 17 verse 9. Chapter 17 and verse 9. And it says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates his close friends. Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Okay? So we are saying a loving person covers an offense, and a gospel and a repeat of issues separates friends. So you, you, you don't have to bring up issues if there's an, basically, if there's an argument or something or like a dis disagreement between you and someone, you don't have to bring it up. Yeah. So that's what we saw. Yeah. Do you have another one? Yeah, the last one is 11, 30, 11, 12. 11, 12. Yeah. Eleven twelve says... Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. So okay. The one who despises his neighbor lacks sense, and a person belittling your neighbor shows that you do not understand or like you not view a neighbor as someone like you because you are despising them as a person. Yeah. And also the, the takeaway is that a man of understanding keeps silent over the issue. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Um, you guys just, I think you guys missed one, which was my key one for this. So that's fine. It gives me an opportunity to talk about it. Uh, and really, this one really summarizes this entire subpoint of keeping our mouths closed. Uh, it's, very, it's very similar to, another one, to the other ones that he did. But uh, uh, look at uh, chapter 10, verse 19. What does it say there? When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. This is really the capstone. If you, wanna, if you have a problem with talking too much, this should be your life verse. Okay? Because I want you to notice here, what is he saying? When words are many. Okay? So when there's too many words, when there's a lot of words that are being spoken, what's always there baked into that cake. Sin. Did you see this? If I see a cake that's standing, here's a cake, I can see it's standing. What must I assume is in that cake all the time if it's there standing? Sugar. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm fair to, hey, there's keto stuff now and all this stuff. No, no, no. What's always in a cake if it's standing? 
Isn't it flour or yeast? Isn't it yeast? Yeast, right? No? Not in cake. Okay. I'm not a baker, okay? There's not yeast all the time in cake. Is that bread? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I ex- see when words are many. <laughs> see? <laughs> see, now I look like a fool, right? I've, I've revealed that I'm a fool when it comes to baking. <laughs> okay, I thought there was yeast all the time. Really? Someone Google this. Are you sure? Is, ba- is baking powder always there? You guys, your, your, your story is changing. Right? Your story is changing. Right? Okay, but flour, eh? Can we agree on that? But then there's like, there's like, then there's like, there's, there's almond flour now. Okay, a normal cake. Guys, we're getting really sidetracked. Okay. When I see a cake standing, here's a cake, it's standing. I'm assuming there's flour in there, yeah? If I'm seeing a bread standing, I'm assuming there's yeast in there. Okay, if I, if I see a car moving and Elon Musk is not here yet, I'm assuming that car has petrol in it or diesel. You see, you, you see where I'm going with this? Whenever you see too many words, too many words being spoken, too much, Okay, and it's clear when it's many. We're not saying when there are words. Did you see the difference? When words are many. So it's too much words, too many words going backwards and forwards. You must know, categoric, 100% of the time, sin is there. This is very serious, friends. If you see, and, and, and I know right now we're saying words and you're thinking, oh, this is all just, okay, Mina, I'm a, I'm a quiet person, so I'm fine. No, do you type on, on your social media? <laughs> Do you type a lot when there's too much typing? <laughs> okay. You understand the point? The point is when there's too many words and the words are spoken or typed or whatever, when there's just too much and it's excessive, not at the right level, excessive. And the question then becomes how do we discern it's excessive? Well, depends on the situation. Okay. Situation is one situation requires so many words. Another situation requires that many words, and these many words will be excessive in this particular situation, etc., etc. Okay, it depends on the situation. But you must know that when you, when, especially if you are like me, you have this impulse to keep saying stuff. One of my biggest struggles is that I, I have to say the same thing in different ways before I feel like I've said it. I have to, this is what I've said. Now let me just use another picture. Let me... And then my wife goes, I heard you the first time. <laughs> it's like the normal phrase in my house. I, when you said it the first time, I understood it. If you have that impulse of just keep talking, keep adding words, you must know that you're going to start sinning. It's much better to just keep quiet. Go back. Dial it down. Say the thing. It's, the, you can, okay, let me be very careful here. I don't think, just from the weight of the scriptures, I don't think that you can sin by speaking too little words. Perhaps there are situations that you can think about that you can. You spoke too little, you didn't reveal what you were supposed to at the right time, etc. But in general, we know that you will sin if you speak too many words. 
So if you're playing a game of probabilities, it is better to limit your words than to increase them. You with me? It's better to be a person of fewer words than to be a person of many words. It's better to just be known as the quiet person than to be known as the loud, rambunctious one. And you might start be saying, no, but it's a personality thing. And I'm saying, your problem is not with me. If your speaking is excessive, your problem is not with me. Your problem is with the scripture. If you want to say it's your personality. Who said that your personality is sanctified and holy? Does your personality not need to be sanctified? You can't say it's just the way I am. No, no. We don't play that game here. We all need to change. We don't play that game. You can't say, it's the way I am. Deal with it. Uh Uh-uh. Bible, are you redeemed? Are you bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? Did he die for you on the cross and say it is finished? If he did, you cannot tell us, deal with it. Because you belong to him now. Your life is no longer your own. If If you are his, he owns you. And it means that even your personality might need to change. If your personality baked into it means too many words. It's not a personality to have too many words. It's sin. And I don't want to be legalistic here. I'm not saying that some people are more, some people just like free, speak freely. Feel free to be that person who speaks freely, but just make sure that it's not for the, for the setting excessive. Okay? Be the person who greets people at church freely, right? But even there, don't, I mean, if you've ever visited the church, sometimes people can make you feel awkward by just talking too much. Just like you, you keep piling on. Oh, you must come to coffee. Oh, you must come to growth group. Let me get your number. Oh, let me do. Hey, just come down. I'm just, I'm just here, just figuring things out. Okay, that can be even in that setting where it's wonderful, it can be excessive. Okay, so let's work on that, friends. Let's let's make sure that our words are at the right measure. Uh, Notan. When you choose to keep quiet, how does it not get come across as a silent treatment? I think silent treatment is clear because you are not speaking when you should. You see the distinction? The distinction is not speaking when you should. So we're here at the dinner table. Okay, I'm, I'm, I live with this person. We're at the dinner table and I'm just eating quiet. Okay, this is the dinner table. Person asked me how I am. I'm going to ask them how they are. We're going to enjoy, we're going to discuss what, we're going to discuss our days. We're not going to talk too much. Maybe if I'm struggling, if I'm really just really thinking about that, I'm not going to speak too much. But I am going to engage in a godly manner with the person that I'm around. And I'm even going to say, listen, you know what? I'm really just wanting to check myself. I feel like I've been talking too much. And I'm really in prayer right now and thinking about this I'm asking the Lord to help me. So I want to also invite you, if you feel like I'm talking too much, just tell me so that I can work on it because it's an area that I'm working on. There, already it's not going to be perceived because you've told the person and you're going to discuss that matter with the person when they ask you more questions. You you see see the distinction? Versus just closing the door and keeping shut. See, that's ungodly now. Um, uh, Like just completely withdrawing from people, that's ungodly. Uh, that's, that's the silent treatment. And in fact, I'll say there's a lot more in baked into that cake. 
of, uh, of, of treating people like that. It's very sinful. We need to repent of it if we do it. Any other thoughts here? Yeah? So may the Lord be gracious to us to help us uh, to keep our mouths shut, just to keep them closed when they need to just be keep, kept closed. May the Lord help us, and let's pray towards that end. After this, I'm going to ask us to pray, because guys, you know, as we've been going through the Proverbs, we've, we've encountered a lot of really hectic stuff, but this one, I feel, is one of the biggest ones that are against us in terms of wisdom. We're going to need to spend some time in prayer. So I'm going to ask a few people just to pray specifically for this, that the Lord would help us in this, because it is a battle to fight against the flesh. Nothing shows us more how fallen our hearts and our bodies still are than the way that we speak. And may the Lord help us uh, to, to overcome this. Okay, appropriate speech. Saying what must be said at the right time. Group B, what did you find? Where's, group, where's that group? Yeah, Tariq? Uh, can you just come to the mic just for the sake of the recording here? <clears throat> Yep. There were about four. Great. Proverbs What did you guys take from that? A word at the right time. Yeah. Because because it brings joy. Do you see this, guys? A word at the right time. We've just said, keep quiet. Now we're saying, speak at the right time. And notice how... The, the, how the language changes. This is, this is a really good verse here. Notice how the language changes from if you talk too much, you're going to cause problems for yourself and others. But here, if you speak right at the right time, it's going to bring joy, wholesomeness. It's going to bring shalom to a place. There is a word that you can speak at the right time that just brings, it, it, it brings about the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Did you see that? What is joy? Something that's produced by the Spirit. So if you speak a word at the right time, in the right way, the Holy Spirit uses that. So this is now a bit of a challenge to you who don't speak. Okay? Those of you who like to not speak, sometimes you're withholding joy from other people. You see this? You are adding to the misery of the place. The world is full of misery. Are we, can we agree to that? Yeah? World is full of misery. That's, just the, that's why the Lord says when He comes, He'll wipe all our tears away. Because generally, He expects us, until He comes, to be crying. The world is full of misery. But there's moments with your word, at the right moment, you can speak, and it brings joy. Do you not want to participate in that? To bring joy to someone else, to bring joy to a particular situation. I really would encourage you, especially if you, if you think, if you see that talking is an issue for you, to really work at that. That sometimes you need to say something 
such that joy may come. And of course, the joy, it's not instantaneous. Sometimes you have to say a rebuke. You feel this? You have to say a rebuke. And that rebuke, if the person turns from it because they've heard it, they turn from it, that sin. And in that rebuke, they then walk in joy and live in it. Okay. It is a sin to be silent when you're supposed to say something. Can you see this? Are we agreed? I just, I just want us to have, because I want us to hold each other to the same standard. It is a sin. Not it's, it's, a, it's a suggestion. It's something depending on your personality. No. If you're supposed to say something, if you're supposed to speak, you're sinning when you don't. Keep going. Talking at the wrong time, 100%. Which usually happens when you talk too much. Exactly. Yeah. Keep going. So next one. 1528. Yeah. Go ahead. Always condemned what's encouraged. Yeah. Yep. Guys, 100%. This is, a, this, is, this is massive, right? I feel like I'm saying everything is big. <laughs> but that's just because I feel like this whole subject is huge for our lives, for our... As we are on this journey to wisdom, wanting to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, walking in wisdom, thinking, thinking before you speak, yo, thinking, taking a moment... Before you say something, just be like, sometimes, if we're being honest, uh, if you're like me, if you're being honest, you think after you've spoken. Is that, is that your experience? You think and analyze after you've spoken. Like, that wasn't necessary. I didn't think that through. I was really being harsh when I said that. You know... I could have said that better. And then we excuse ourselves, ah, I'm only human. No, you're not. <laughs> you're only a sinner is what you are. I'm only a sinner is what I am. Yeah? Thinking, friends. I, I want us to just, I really want us to think about this for a moment here. How can we practically help ourselves to think before we speak? What are some safeguards that we can help ourselves to think? Let me give you an example. Uh, my wife and I, oh man, I hope she's fine with me exposing this. I think she is. 
No, no, no. I, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure she is. We've developed this thing where we, we are each other's posts. We post to each other. So you know when you're, like, you're reading something or you see a bunch of posts online or you talk to some people and you get vexed in your spirit and you just want to say something and post it and write it on the, on the internet somewhere. just want to scream it out and say it. My wife and I have developed this thing where we're like, no, I'm just going to write what I'm feeling and post it to you. Send it to you. And then you have a job of rebuking me, of telling me, where I'm, of telling me to calm down. And generally, that's how it goes. If the posts that my wife and I have wanted to post, we have posted without doing that, we've actually posted to the internet, I think I would not be a pastor in this church. <laughs> okay? I think I would... The amount of time that has helped me to just go to my wife, and my wife says, you're wrong in your thinking, repent of it. Now, that's just, that's an external help. Now I need to find, a, I want us now to think of an internal help. Maybe you could have an external help like that where you have a friend. You don't have a spouse, you have a friend. Where you say, I, this is how I feel. There's something that's happening here. This is how I feel about it. What do you think? Let me just write my snarky post and send it to you. What do you think? And then that person, if you have a contract, that person's going to say, yeah, you're better off just not that is, a word, that is a thought just best kept into your mind, in your own mind and controlled and not spoken out publicly. You see what I'm saying? That's just maybe, maybe that's one strategy. Can anybody think of anything else that we can help each other with or help, help myself to think before I say something? Lungel. Keeping you cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just... Yeah, just like getting a, getting, getting a glass of wine, just relax. Just go, go turn on the spring box. Just relax. Yeah. Calming yourself. Maybe having like those breathe. Count to 10. Guys, hey guys, you might laugh, but how do you think people get to holiness? How do you think we get to holiness? Maybe just count. Before I say, okay, just hold on. Give me a moment. <laughs> Three, four. Just physically count. Calm yourself down. I'm being serious. Because you, you, it, you avoid saying it without sifting through all the corners of this, figuring out whether or not you should say it in the first place. Yeah? You know that video? You know that video that people, and I've, I don't know if I've seen anybody here, People like to post, it's a funny video, okay? People like to post that video from that, is it like a Nigerian movie or whatever? If you want to talk to me, talk to me direct. Don't come to me through the corners. Have you seen that video? Very funny, I love that video. Whenever I see somebody, whenever you see somebody just posting that video, just posting it as it is, not like laughing emojis or like this is hilarious, but they're posting it without saying anything. Do you not feel like they're subtweeting somebody else? Yeah. Aren't they you feel like that, right? This person could have just saved themselves by just looking at that video, laughing at it, and then switching their phone off. Instead of posting it, because now we all know you have an issue with someone. 
And there's and many other videos like that. Okay? More, 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 more strategies here, real quick. More, more thoughts here. Eddie? Slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps, keeps things cold. Uh, Theo? Yeah. Well, of course, that's part of the thinking. If you're thinking, you should think about what, where do I want this conversation to go? Do I want a full-blown fist fight here? Or do I actually want reconciliation? Yeah? Writing. That's very good. Journaling. R r guys? When I say guys, I'm not meaning using that generically. I mean men. Guys, journaling is a godly thing. It's not a lady thing. Okay? I know you've just heard too much dear dad. But listen. <laughs> journaling will save your life sometimes. It's not dear dad. It's journaling. It's let me write down. What do you think the Psalms are? It's David writing out his heart to the Lord. Thinking about it in verse. And do you honestly think that after David has written out his heart that he still wants to go and say something that's stupid. See? Yeah. Just repeat the verse. Repeat the scripture. Yeah, absolutely. I've hidden your, wor your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Repeat whatever verse it is. Hide it in your heart. Bench? The righteousness of God. Yeah. Okay, guys, we can, we can keep going on this. I think let's just hold it there, yeah? Uh, we need to let him finish. But the, the, the point is this, that we need to be thinking like this regarding things to calm ourselves down. And I, I'll tell you this. Let me just say this one last thing. Those who take what we've just said and apply it legalistically to themselves are going to be the most wise among us. Rigorously, with energy. Those who take these things and apply them, think about these things and find ways to apply them, whatever works and applies, those are the ones who are going to be the most wise among us as it relates to speech. The rest of us who think that this thing is just going to happen on its own, we will be seen by the fact that we keep speaking without, without thinking about what we're saying. You with me? Let that be just as it comes to you. You've heard now, to him much is given, much is required. Proverbs 23. Mm -hmm. the right time. Yep. 100%. Next, next one? Do you have another one? Yep, four. Proverbs 27, 14. Perfect. That's the one I wanted to go to. I'm glad. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's just wrong time. We're, we're still asleep. 
Okay? Yeah, we're still asleep. And if we're not still asleep, we're just having our morning coffee. Calm down. We're having our morning tea with our quiet time. Just relax for a second before you start blessing us with loudness. Don't be the guy. Thanks, thanks, sir. You can grab a seat. You, don't, don't be the guy who calls at 5.30 in the morning. Please don't. Please don't. Just, just don't. Okay? Just. You are a curse. <laughs> like, that's what it says. Rising early in the morning will be counting as cursing. Notice, it says cursing. You see this? Like, you are cursing us. You're not blessing us. You're coming trying to bless us. Peace. Like that. Peace. But all we're hearing is violence. May your, may your womb be destroyed. That's what we're hearing. If it's 5.30 in the morning, let us wake up. Calm down. Especially you people with your gold cast videos and your gymming, let's, let's go. Calm down, just let us wake up. Just, just let us, just, just the man in the world, just let us wake up, okay? <laughs> Give us a moment for two seconds, okay? That's the imagery here, but the, but the principle is, is bigger than that. The principle is you could be doing a blessing, but you're doing it at the wrong time, so then it is a cursing, okay? You need to check the time. Make sure what is the right time to speak what I'm saying. You might think, ah, I'm coming with a word of joy, but you're coming with it at the wrong time. Let me give you a classic example about this. A clear-cut example is being able to read the other person. If you see that this situation is heated, this other person right now is not at the right time, they, they, they are struggling to control themselves. They're struggling with the heat. Don't even speak what is true. Don't. Just be like, okay, let's, let's revisit this. 30 minutes, calm down. Let's come back. Go for a walk. Grab a drink. Calm down. And then let's revisit this. Now, notice what I'm not saying. I'm not saying ignore the thing for three days. Okay? Because ignoring it means there's no reconciliation. I'm saying read the room is the person struggling notice it is much better you see one of the ways that the lord jesus christ is praised in psalm 42 is that when he was being spit on cursed he did not curse back remember what psalmist said thus uh not psalm 42 isaiah 42 that he did not curse back while they were doing all kinds of things to him he just kept, he kept silent like a sheep before its shearers is silent, so was he. He was, quite, he was silent, he didn't say a word. There's sometimes when you can see, okay, this person is coming at me heated, angry, agitated, and they just want to pile on. I can say what is correct and true, but it's not the right moment. Let them calm down. Don't be quick. And one of the reasons why we want to jump so quickly is because we're quick to defend ourselves. We're, we're, we're so happy when we have the truth on our side. Do you know when you like... Ooh, I'm going to get them. Like, I have the facts and the figures. I have the receipts. Right? I'm going to get this person. This person is wrong, and I know it, and they know it. And I'm going to let them know it. But no, you're not winning anybody. Let the person calm down. Let them be in the right frame of mind, and then come back and speak what, is, what needs to be spoken. You, you, you with me on this distinction? And let me tell you, every single time, you speak when somebody else is hot. 
Every single time you speak, trying to equal the the the, the vitriol, you're only going to cause the the heat the heat level in the house to go up. You're never going to calm things down. What you need to do is to be the fool and calm the situation down, and then let them and then and then at the right time when everybody's calm, then speak and say, let's let's sit down and try and fix this, Sage. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, how do you know when the right time is, if somebody's even living in a sin, if they're a Christian or not, and you want to correct them? Yeah. Well, no, it's not really. No, the, the issue is this. It's, it's about the setting and the situation. It's not about never speaking the truth. So it's about this. Here's a friend of mine, right? Let's say this person goes to a ungodly place, whatever church, and they're they're very they're talking here. We're in a group of friends, and they're talking, and they're very proud of their sin. Okay, they're talking about their sin, and you and I, you know, this is wrong. This is ungodly. Now, here's what's going to happen: if you want to now chime in with Bible verses when there's other people around at that setting, there are maybe other ungodly people. Are you going to win the person? It might end up being a fight between the... Because there's a, there's a crowd now. There's, a, there's, there's other people. It's like a debate. You see, when there's a debate in public, it's not really for the one person to win the other person. It's for the crowd. The crowd is the one that's convinced. The crowd is the one that claps. You're trying to convince a crowd, not each other. These two people, when they're debating, they're convinced of their positions. They're just, they're just unhappy that they didn't argue it well. Yeah, you beat me, but I still believe what I believe. See? But... So you want to, so then wisdom says, no, okay, this person is entangled in the sin. Let me just, later on, when it's just the two of us, let me call them up, call them for coffee, let's go, and let me just say, do you realize what, that what you're living in is sin, and here's the scripture for it. It's not, so I don't think it, it's, we can say, I'm never going to tell the person the sin in their life, because then that's abdication of duty. I must. If I'm, if I'm a believer, if I believe it's true, especially when it comes to even sharing the gospel, even sharing the gospel, you know, certain people you find like, when I go out for evangelism here, I generally don't like doing big groups. I like doing, if I'm, if I'm alone, I'll like to do, go for one person. If I'm with another person, let's get one person or maybe two, but not a big crowd, because especially a big crowd of people, they're going to they're gonna spur each other on in the wrong way and then somebody's not going to hear it. Rather, just find, you see, it's just, it's a matter of wisdom um, and, and, and timing. So, but it's the same kind of thing. Don't be in that setting while you're speaking a blessing, be considered a cursing because now the person is like thinking of the other things. Try and minimize distractions as much as possible. Yeah? Um, Sophie? Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. It's like, I mean, we all know the situation about Job, right? We know that, that whole thing that we've heard a number of times. Job's friends did the best, jo the best, the best job when they were quiet for seven days. 
It's when they open their mouths that the problem was. So you just sometimes you just need to keep quiet. Yeah? Um, Tariq? Yeah, it, it just, it depends on the situation, I guess. I mean, it depends w what points have you had. If the person, if, if you can see, um, if you can see that um, this person is not moving, they're not actually wanting to listen and interact, they're just being a fool, they just keep speaking and trying, then there's no point in continuing that. Uh, even, uh, even Titus is told by, by Paul to correct once and then twice and then keep just like leave it. So you, you correct once and twice and if the person continues, but I, I want to be careful with that particular analogy because there he's talking to a pastor in a church and saying this person's person's divisive so get rid of them in the church. You correct them once or twice, if they continue division then, then have nothing to do with them. So you want to be very careful. Sometimes we're dealing with a family member. You can't have nothing to do with your family member because <laughs> we're not a cult, right? <laughs> okay. So, so, then it, so then it just becomes, okay, let me, find, let me just wait for another opportunity. And sometimes we just need to deal and live with the reality that some people are just stuck in this. And I don't want, especially if I have a, an, a relationship outside of this with you. So you're a family member. We have that bond of blood. We're always going to be in each other's faces. I don't want to now sour that because you are Jehovah's Witnesses and I'm a Christian. I don't want to now sour that. I'll, I'll just exist with you. And I'll eat with you because you're a family member. I wouldn't eat with you otherwise. I'm going to eat with you, the family member, and just exist in that realm. Um, we just, it, it, there's no, I don't think there's a formula because some people, some people argue a lot. They process externally and they want to get all their arguments out. And you could be like, I'm done with you. But the person is just trying to really understand by, ex, by, um, by processing externally. And once you've given them all the answers, then they might really, then they start being softer to it. And the fact that they're still coming to you to engage with this might be a sign that they're realizing that they're in the wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's, there's no like a cookie cutter, just a, a wisdom situation. Okay, we need to move on here, guys. I think, we've, I think the point has been made. Speak at the right time. Don't wake people up at 5.30, please. Unless you have to wake them up to go to an exam. But other than that, okay, don't wake people up at 5.30 with a greeting. Um, controlled speech. Group C, real quick, I'm just going to ask you, just give us two. Because we, uh, go ahead, because we, uh, we kind of went liberal there and we are running out of time here. Sorry, which verse is that? Proverbs. 16, verse 23. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Next one.
Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. Yep. Yep. Isn't this just simple and straightforward in life? If one gives an answer before he hears, it's his folly and shame. Yo, jajara. Very quick to give an opinion before you hear both sides. I think one of the, and maybe I'm being a bit of a broken record on this because I feel like I said this when we did the law of God. Was it last year or the year before we did the law of God? Two years ago? Last year? Last year, when we did the law. But it is such an important thing. Like, if, do you realize that unless, unless you hear the other side, or unless you hear the matter clearly, you don't know what you're talking about. You realize this? Like here's, especially when somebody comes with an accusation. Somebody, here's an accusation. Like, think of a person that you, you know to be corrupt. You know that this politician is corrupt. And then I'm gonna ask you, do you know this? Yeah, yeah, News 24 said so, really? Do you know this? Do you know this? Really? Could you testify in a court of law and give an oath? Because when you go around saying this particular politician is corrupt, but do you know this? Have you heard all the contours of the argument? Have you heard the, the case against him, the evidence, the two or three witnesses, and then his counter evidence, and the two or three witnesses? Have you heard both sides? This thing that you know for a fact. Because when you know this, how often have we labeled people things in our minds and our hearts, but we don't know what we're talking about? It's our folly and shame when we do that. And let me encourage you, do not be swept up with the world, guys, in, in, jumping, in, 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 in jumping on trains and jumping on fads and, and jumping on hashtags. Listen to a matter, hear both sides, hear clearly the issue. Make sure that you've heard the everything and ask questions to understand what the person is saying. Now, that's just out there. Now, in private, when I'm talking to you, you know, one of, one of the things that really shows that you, you, you have a problem is when you interrupt somebody to finish their sentence because you assume you know what they're going to say. If you do that, you are foolish. Okay? It's foolishness. It's what it says. It's not me. It's what it says. If you do that, if somebody is talking and then you, you cut them, it's one thing if the person's like, um, um, what's the thing? What's the thing? Um, we're not talking about that, okay? Okay? The person's like, um, uh, um, like the word, man, English is running away. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody is trying to express something and they're trying to say it, especially the slow ones. They're trying to say it in a clear way. And then when you jump in to say, okay, let's move this on. I know you're going to say this, but let me help you. This is what it's saying. It's a folly. It's folly. And man, like, 
if there's anything that would send me to hell, it's this one. <laughs> like this, there's, I've sinned enough in this to send me to hell for three eternities plus a life sentence. Because this is such a, this is such a prevalent thing. And then later you're thinking, no, but I didn't actually hear the person express themselves in their own words. I didn't actually, I didn't actually hear everything. Even when I was asking the question, I was asking the question with the presumption that I know what they're saying. I'm just trying to move things along. I'm not investigating to make sure that I understand the perspective. Guys, let's fight, with, let's fight this, yeah? Maybe you guys, you guys don't struggle with this as much as I do, but I think this is, this is a real problem that we really need, that we really need to, to fight, to, not, to control ourselves and not just jump in and speak. What's another one? 2515 Yep. Yeah. Yep, so yeah, patience is 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 everything. Like if you if you're patient in speech um It'll really work out well for you. Keep going. Okay. Twelve eighteen. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, my man. Grab a seat. Guys, do you see this one? Isn't this one rough? There is a person whose words, whose rash, the, the controlling word there is rash words, yeah? Whose rash words are like sword thrusts. So when you start saying and spewing stuff, it's like you're putting a sword into me. Have you ever been sin- Have you ever had anybody stab you? Have you ever been stabbed? Just with a knife, a kitchen knife. Butter knife. Have you ever been stabbed? Imagine now a sword with that, with that, with that sound, you know. Each time when you speak, because you speak rashly, may God help us, guys. Hey, may the Lord help us. How many people are going around wounded having to heal themselves because of your rash words? So my rash words. And while I can go back to ask for forgiveness, the damage is done. Person has that in the back of their mind now. They've heard it said from another person. Their insecurity has been exposed because I, in that moment, became an accuser, the work of the devil. Friends, may this not be found among us as God's people, yeah? May this not be found among us. There's one that you guys didn't mention that fits into this, and that's Proverbs 15, verse 1. Not going to spend time on it, but I think it's important to, to, to just to, to, to put underneath this, this, uh, this category. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. If you speak softly to someone, you know generally it's going to turn away their wrath, in general. If you speak softly, just softly spoken, but if you want a fight, you know what to do. So if you want to fight, you know what to do according to this verse. Just say a harsh word. Speak how you feel, and then you'll get a fight. 
But if you just want to bring healing and wholesomeness to conversations, speak a soft answer. No, but the person wronged me. Paul says to you, why not rather be wronged? Why does it matter so much to you what people say and think about you? Why does it matter so much to you, your reputation? That other people are talking about like this, that the people, and oh, this, this person hurt me, this person did this, they need, to feel, they need to hear me. Why does it matter so much? Paul says, 1 Corinthians 5 or 4, why not rather be wrong? It's better to be wronged sometimes. Okay, let's do this. We're out of time. And I think this is such an important session, such an important discussion that we will pick it up next time. Okay, so the groups that didn't present uh, in two weeks' time, just sit together again. Whoever your speaker was, keep your notes. We'll continue with slander, righteous and wicked speak, and wise and foolish speech, because I feel like this particular, our words require, we, we, we need to spend more time on this. What I want us to do now.